Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. She's at work all day. She's like, you know what? She's like, I'm letting it all go. Yep. Let me know. We'll have fun. I talk about sex and <laughs> <laughs> And that's where we're starting. And we're recording. We're recording. <laughs> so I'm so excited. We're actually sitting here in Arizona and we have Miss Renell on Instagram, Noir Sex Therapist. Noir Sex Therapist. So sexy. Such hey. a sexy name. <laughs> and uh, we can I connected with Renelle on Instagram mm-hmm. and was stalking her bio. It's how you do like intimacy coaching for couples and people who've gone through infidelity. Mm-hmm. And we're like, uh, perfect people yeah. for this. Because <laughs> that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, right? Is like you talk about repairing the trust in the relationship. Like the intimacy stuff is... Mm-mm. A whole other deal, right? Yes. Um, we are taught, as far as a, I'm an intimacy, and, no, infidelity and intimacy recovery strategist. Mm. And what I did is just combine, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a certified sex therapist, infidelity recovery coach, and a sex coach. Oh my God, so what amazing. I did is combine all that together and just say infidelity, intimacy, recovery strategies. And I aim it at helping committed couples or individuals heal, mm-hmm. you know, heal mm-hmm. themselves and reconnect back with themselves, then their life. Mm-hmm. And then their relationship, because mm-hmm. I always say me before we, because I does I do couple therapy, and you know how I see the couple, and sometimes people bring their own shit in there, yep. and we cannot solve it in a couple session. So I just I try to be proactive and talk to a lot of women, even while you're in a relationship, how we can work on you first, because mm-hmm. we project onto our partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of those strategies? I love that too, because I think that's kind. Is that kind of an unpopular opinion about? Because you know, we have a lot of guilt and shame around taking time for ourselves or especially moms like we're not we're not parents but we deal with a lot of moms who deal with a lot of guilt around doing things for themselves so is that an unpopular opinion to be like me before we yes it's very unpopular and even in couples therapy when I talk to the couple and I tell them forget about the kids Ooh. hey we didn't say it <laughs> Because kids grow up, they go up. And see, what I'm seeing in a lot of couples that have dysfunction is, you know, we excited, we get married, then we have these little kids, right? So then we triangulate the kids in, and we stop growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all we do is putting everything into the kids, and then those little buggers turn 18. Yep. Even not even 18, when they start and don't like you anymore, mm-hmm. it's like, who am I? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And who are you? Yep. And so that's when you see kind of stuff. And even more with the empty nest syndrome, Mm. you see a lot of people coming in or even sometimes before that. But it's when the kids get older and they're not really attached or you find people. I I had a couple that don't let the children grow up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that adds like a whole other layer to the relationship stuff. Yep. So it's first me. Then relationship, then kids are last or? When I say that, it was first, first me and then it's life. And then it's everything after that to me. And even 
with me, when you think about me, that's even your religious Mm -hmm. or spiritual belief. Mm -hmm. That's really the wholeness in you, right? And life is getting back to what life means to you, the meaning of life, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. how to get that into it. And then the relationships is any relationships after that. You know, I just think if you have that time, I think you should nurture that you first before anything, because I always say you have to become aware to share. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we talk communication, but a lot of us don't know ourselves. Mm -hmm. So how can we share that? And I try to get. No, I don't try. I'm changing my language, conscious language. (laughs) I get ready to try. I am teaching my clients how to get rid of the word teaching i'm tired of teaching him i'm tired of talking to him i said how about we use the word share <laughs> i love that yep yep and when you say share i mean even your body language change yeah like i want to share with you how i like pleasure mm-hmm. you know i want to share with you that i like what you did last night but i think we can approve you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it just yep. really share mm-hmm. and it's better than telling them uh it didn't work out yeah you're trash that six mm-hmm. minutes is garbage <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's i mean this is like straight like sex coaching right now like what you're kind of saying so Mm -hmm. how do people usually come in because they think they have issues in the bedroom or they think they have issues outside and then they figure out it comes into the bedroom or how exactly are they coming into you and then where do you kind of like break down the steps and go okay this is where we need to start okay so people come to me because of the chaos inside the bedroom Mm mm-hmm And I take them, part of my strategy is take them outside the bedroom because we know intimacy starts outside the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So more and more they try to pull me in, more and more I pull them out. Got it. Because before we even go into the bedroom, we have to get some um, fundamentals going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we have to do that. So I just, I just how I work far as getting them out of the bedroom and to talk because the bedroom it's not really because so many people have performance anxiety, sure. body issues and everything. The bedroom is not a really a good place to be like, you know, 10, <laughs> 9, you know, good. You know, everything because you're so vulnerable and naked yeah. right there. Yep. And we hear about pillow talk and pillow talk is cute, but it's not it's not to critique what just happened right. or talk about, you know what, next time I want to do that. I, I just don't think it's that time. It's just to cuddle and yep. come down off that orgasm. Yeah. Come on down. Right. So, okay. You're, you work with couples usually like after infidelity on these issues. Yes. Okay. So are, do a lot of them come to you because they maybe blame the infidelity because there was issues in the bedroom? Is that where the thought process is? A lot of times and really it depends on the partner. Mm -hmm. I have men who come in who are the hurt partner Mm -hmm. because I know just for your listeners to know, you know, women are growing with the infidel yeah right so it's no more it's a man's thing women are modernizing um getting out in the workforce having business meetings of their own so they're getting out so it's kind of catching up there with men and i don't really want to say people say they cheat for um different reasons Mm -hmm. but nobody can push or pull you into an affair it's a choice but when they come to me they come with all the blame and all like that and it take me to take that plan and lay that shit all out on the table like a puzzle Yep. and piece it all together Got because it. sometimes contrary to popular belief uh, affairs sometimes does have nothing to do with the relationship mm-hmm. you can be totally in love yeah you can have a great sex life yeah you can do all this but the affair happens yep 
Yeah, we know that really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we tried our best not to take it on and make it about us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. sometimes it is us. Yeah, sometimes absolutely. it is us. And yeah. that's what hard when I come in yeah. because, you know, the women or, or men look at me because I was like, I- I'm here, but I'm not. Let's talk about real. Sh- let's put it all on the table. Yeah. You know, because it takes two for a relationship because consciously sometimes we check out. Yeah. And we don't know until the affair happened. And then we'd be like, what did the re- not what did the the third party say? Sure. What did the affair say about the relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, because we check out because yes. once, once we get married, guys, think about it. Once we get married we check that off our list and what goes to the back our husbands yeah. our wives yeah yep. especially if we start having them kids yeah right yeah so we check that in we never talk about monogamy except when we have those vows we never talk about what does betrayal mean yeah um we stop talking about monogamy and we scared like it's like uh beetlejuice 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 if you say it they're going to appear you know know, (laughs) they're so scared that if i say it it's going to appear so we stop having these conversations out of fear yeah but this just Mm -hmm. why i say shining light on infidelity because Mm -hmm. infidelity breeds in the dark that's why i said we need to get the conversation so what would be yeah what would be say you've been married for i don't know like five years and you're like okay I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, okay, I have to like maybe bring this up in my relationship. We mm-hmm. haven't talked about it. We mm-hmm. don't really have a relationship, like a relationship to honesty or we haven't talked about like you do because you would just assume the other person's going to be honest, but they're not always and you're not always. Mm-hmm. So how do you bring this up? Like seemingly out of the blue. So one thing I want to uh, make sure that assumption, judgment and resentment are the mistresses in a relationship mm-hmm. and they will break up your relationship quicker than a third party will dang okay so we need to stop assuming stop assume and discuss you know and we need to get on the same same page and i always ask that client who been there five years relationships are built up of conversations Mm -hmm. and if you're not talking what are you in I'm just asking. Yeah. You know, I call myself the conversation instigator because I love to start shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I say I start shit with intent. Yeah. Because it's to rile you up. I want to get you mad because in that anger might come awareness and Uh, change. uh, Yeah. Right. So I take that couple has been together five years and I sit them down and I just ask them what's good about the relationship. What would you like to improve? And they was like, we want to start asking questions. I said, well, just ask the question now. Mm. You know, what does betrayal mean to you? Yeah. And they get to talk and I'll be like, you know, and they say different because betrayal is all not, always not sexual. That's infidelity. That's sure. the sex part. But betrayal right. can be money. Yep. Mm. It can be talking to family members and telling our business. Yep. Okay. It could be anything that the two parties contract into was betrayal. But you got to talk about yeah. it. Yep. You don't wait till yeah. it happened to be like, I'm mad. And you get big mad and I'll be like, do they even know why? Right. <laughs> and right. then they say, well, they should know. We've been together. I say, you never assume. Yeah. Right. Your partner is your best unsolvable puzzle. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Always stay intrigued. Okay. Always stay intrigued and always be like, and what are you doing? And what are you? And that's why I recommend the couples check-ins. Mm-hmm. I recommend 20 minutes of monologue daily. 
Oh, FaceTime. Wow. Wow. And I also recommend State of the Unions. So we're going to either do that weekly, monthly, or yearly, but you just do it. So what does mm-hmm. a check-in look like and State of the Union look like? A check-in is how we're doing it this week. Okay. How we're doing this week and more present. When we had a State of the Union, it's because say, babe, over the past couple of months or past year, what would you like to do? That's include vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm kink stuff fixing the house yep mm-hmm. what would you like that's the big shit right mm-hmm. but during the week we're gonna talk about that small stuff yep but we're gonna have this big meeting because we don't want to go and you feel like you're not being hurt and you just harbor resentment yep right and then and resentment festers and there it go no sex i love that you know when um it, like my husband's affair came out he said to me he was one who ended up cheating and he said to me that he felt really betrayed by something I had done in the relationship. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking? Like, I, like yeah. you're the one who betrayed me. Right. But like t- when you say that, that betrayal can be all these different things. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we were thinking one dimensionally, like it has to be, you have sex with someone else. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like you can mm-hmm. be, but yeah. you just feel, you know, when you're the one, you're like in the victim and that's, you're, it's so hard to see outside yourself that mm-hmm. like you did any sort of Because you can wrong. fix yourself. Yeah. Right. I want to know why, why, why. And I ask my people, why do you want to know why? It's no answer that's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I say, why, why, why? And I said, stop asking why, when, and how, you know, how you put her leg in, how you did <laughs> it, you know, stop asking all that because that's not going to help. In comparison, it's not going to help. Yeah. The question is, what did the fair say about your relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we get so caught up in the why yeah the that comes because I even talk about the affair story but I also tell the hurt partner think about what you want to ask and I also tell the infidel you know I know this is supposed to, we supposed to be transparent but it's not a time to kick somebody when they down yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and hurt them worse yeah that's such a good dang <laughs> Yeah, because I think we do. We have that curiosity. Like, when did it happen? Where was I? Because you want to pinpoint the moment at which the relationship turned. And in your experience, what is the... And when you find out all that, what happens? You nothing. It just, just you beat yourself up. Flashback. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that we're learning that what flashbacks are, we know that is our body's going through trauma and it's trying to put stuff together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we know that's a flashback. Sometimes, based on the situation, we can put in stuff to the affair story so your body can be like, okay, that's what happened. You can stop assuming. Yeah. Because we think that when they cheat, they had the best sex. Yeah. They got <laughs> Gucci. They got, pro- you know, yep. we thinking they just wine and dying. And it's not even really that mm-hmm. when you really come down to it. But our assumptions just grow and it festers. And we, we have these emotions and everything based on not facts. So in something like that, I said, what do you really, really want to know? Yeah. And it was like, I just want to know. Sometimes it is. It's based on protected sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Possible pregnancy. Yep. And do you love them? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the case of do you love them? Like for my ex-husband's affair, he did love her. And mm-hmm. I think that was a hard thing for for me because I think there was the, that he loved me and he loved her. And I think for Jill's as well, actually mm-hmm. loved two people. So how do you help the couple stay together? If there, if it feels like there is feelings towards the other person, how so do you we coach have them through a, that? Um, we have like a joint session, then a, a separate session, because sometimes I like to hear what the infidel and I hate to call them the other person. Yeah. The infidel has to say about that. And if they love them and then what do you love about them? Mm-hmm. Because we mm-hmm. romanticize love. And sometimes that love is off of lust and it's just, yeah. heighten over something fictitious sure. that if you be with them wake up with them do yeah. all that mm-hmm. 
give them babies, yep. give them problems, they'll turn into the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's love because remember, we know that love develop and love changes. Yes. So sometimes when the affair is in the first year, that's lust. Yeah. You know, and then they start coming. But you hear about affairs that last more than one, two years. That's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so don't think that those are all fine and dandy because that's just him, her extending themselves into another relationship. But no matter what, it's still hurt and we have to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say more often than not women bring their husbands to you or men bring their husbands to you or it's just it doesn't it's across the board? This past couple of months, I would say that I had women came come in and I had women who called because they were the infidels and I had men who called who said they cheated and they want to get help. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. So what do you feel like is the biggest issue when a couple comes to you? They had infidelity on one side or the other and they're like, okay, we decided we want to stay together. We're still working on things, but we haven't been able to repair it in the bedroom yet. Like maybe the person who was cheated on is just disgusted. Like mm-hmm. I know for me, that was like the first thing was like, don't even fucking touch me. Like mm-hmm. I just was like, you're so disgusting to me. So like, is that where people come to you and they know that they want to repair this? Like how do you work through all Sometimes, that? Sometimes, some, believe it or not, some people had the best sex. Mm. <laughs> after uh, infidelity because what happened is it's post-traumatic growth mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just that makeup sex yep and they come and do that i know it's it's did they feel sex. shame around that because i mean i think i kind of felt even shame around Maybe shame because ex. you feel like i'm giving you all of me and yes. you gave yourself to somebody yes. else but mm-hmm. then i tell my partner why should you stop getting pleasure mm-hmm. why are you worrying about somebody else mm-hmm. what this has to do mind your business right get, mm-hmm. get back into your body mm-hmm. you know and that's if you mind me before we yep. see what you need yep. um check in with yourself see if you was projecting a lot on the partner. i'm not saying it's your fault but know that just just check in with yourself and everything and see would you and, and then talk to him uh, are you more reluctant in the bedroom did you forget to tell him about that trauma yeah did you forget to tell him that you don't like sucking dick yeah you know because mm-hmm. sometimes i tell people everybody can't hear no all the time yeah because mm-hmm. that's a betrayal mm. You promised me, yeah. you said these vows, right. and it depending on religion, you know, in the Bible, your body is mine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, I see, I hear all of it because they mm-hmm. fight that. It's like, I'm supposed to have sex with him. I don't, and believe me not, I'm not fighting anybody consent. I don't believe in married rape or everything like that, but I do hear that based in the religion based. It. She just lays there. Sure. She just feel like that. And mm-hmm. then I ask her what is, and then we go in about sex education. Yeah. What do you know about your body? Yeah. Have you ever had an orgasm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what that is? A lot of women is that don't pretty even common? communicate that. Oh, yes. Because, again, some, we wasn't taught how to receive pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were taught how to give pleasure. Mm-hmm. Even now, look at, at all like the fellatio classes. I remember how growing suck, up I mean, at Cosmo. How many times can you see how to suck a dick? You know, right. That's all it is. How to do this and how to do that. Give how to pleasure your man. Pleasure. How yeah. to pleasure your man. How many classes they have? <laughs> right they're not reading college i don't now. see any yeah i don't see i remember when come some of those men's magazines came out and they, they yeah they're not really about that they're more just like how to last longer maybe but yeah i remember cosmo growing up or even like those teen magazines and it's all about like how to keep a guy how to make him want you how to suck a dick how to like and you but think yeah. about that so yeah. i had a client come in and the guy had no education and you know with that shame and guilt he turned to porn 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody say it has a bad rap on porn, and I think um, I wish that we can classify some stuff out of porn because I don't like the poor porn. It's some good erotic films out there that's educating consensual and couples because we have to understand that everybody don't know and there's so many I don't know I'm at the top of my head of movie um couple friendly women friendly it's not all Mm -hmm. that what they make porn to be out to be but when you are a young guy they don't teach him how to last long where he go to he listen to the guy say what you do and then he turn to porn and porn is a performance Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah you're right do you think porn is cheating no. <laughs> I actually agree, but I always love asking that question. So does it, but is there a line? Like what if you're doing like live webcam? I think it's a fine line between it. I think that's something I'm not going to speak for everybody. You said, do I think porn is cheating? No, I think it's something that needs to be communicated. And we do have the assumptions because a lot of times we get married and think that porn is going to stop. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you need to say that before you say I do. Don't make it a big deal after you get married. You've been on he was masturbating. You've been on that. Yeah. And now it's a big deal. I is think it's that, something to be how, When would that become a problem in the relationship? When it's, it's a problem when you don't communicate it about it and that that's replaces that person. Yeah. Because that's a betrayal. Mm. That's a betrayal. Yeah. So a lot of time I'm hearing the word sexual addiction mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. because we say sexual addiction because we it's easier for a woman to say, oh, he has a disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's sexual. I'm like, no, shit, he just liked to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's addiction. Mm-hmm. Addiction, if you think about addiction, I mean, if you think about addiction, is he is it interfering with his daily life? Is he missing weeks of work? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, is he just, I mean, think about addiction. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. some of these people like get caught, oh, and they throw addiction around. True, I believe in some addiction, but stop throwing it around. Just yeah. like we throw around bipolar. Sometimes, come on, guys, get a different thing. Yeah. But I do believe it is some people yep. who quote, I don't, I'm an ASEC certified sex therapist. So um, I go and think about addictions. Um, it's a compulsive disorder, but I'm not here to argue about that. When somebody come in like that, I just help them educate themselves on that because it's no right or wrong. It's what work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like your partner has addiction, okay, we can put you in a 12-step program program everything if that's what you want to do I'm just here to move you to change how do you advise couples who maybe have two very different ideas of like how often like one partner is good with having sex two times a week and the other partner is like I need it every single day how do you get them to communicate and either compromise or like what how do you help them just to understand that you are not married to yourself Mm. open your mind to understand it and again they just didn't get like that a lot of us have this good old time, the engagement and dating, and then it's a concern, you know, <laughs> it's a concern. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, accept it mm-hmm. and don't we make a problem a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I like coffee. You like tea. Yep. Is that a problem? No, no. I'm going to get you coffee, get you tea. Yep. You like to have sex more than I do. Okay, so. I don't like to have sex, baby, all the time, but can we compromise? Like, the days I don't want to have sex, I I will, I suck your dick. Or I give you a hand job, but I just don't want to be penetrated. You talk Mm -hmm. about those times when I don't, because you cannot keep denying somebody bid for attention. It's a fact that men shows their emotion intimacy through sex. Mm -hmm. And if your man is asking you, 
for this bit of attention don't say no just mm-hmm. say an alternative or say a different time yep. that's a bit of attention think about how you feel when they talk to you and you keep and they don't listen to you that's just how I feel mm-hmm. like that yep. I might be going overboard but these are my clients yeah no, you know? no I know I love it it's so valid and it's one of those things where like do you find that people have a hard time talking about this because you've said multiple times you talk about this you talk about this you talk about this which I love because it's like yeah we're just not so people are not talking about this mm-hmm. and we're having assumptions mm-hmm. do you have a, do people have a hard time is there like a ramp up phase of like okay like I gotta get comfortable asking for what I want because it's not it feels taboo or it feels yeah. awkward or I have shame around sex I grew up in the church or what like whatever it is that's what we gotta be aware we gotta be aware and that sometimes come out in chaotic sections because we keep I keep hearing this blame 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 I'm like um who taught you about sex education Mm -hmm. you know how was sex presented in your house Mm -hmm. what did your mom teach you Mm -hmm. you know and we talk more about that and then there it go yeah Mm -hmm. and there go and the good girl bad girl thing you know, um, mm-hmm. good girls don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, bad girls do that, and people are literally fighting with their subconscious mm-hmm. about different stuff, and they are really suppressing yeah. themselves. Yeah. Just like a woman who loves to have sex, we she's labeled as a freak, a hoe, or you think she feel like I have. I had somebody say I have sex like a man. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So we have all these labels, and yeah. that's why we suffer in silence a lot of times yeah. because we try to put ourselves in all these boxes. So what you don't you don't want to be in a relationship and have sex? I just say protect yourself. And long as it's consensual, I'm fine. And then just like with sex, talk to your partner about if you want to involve yourself in kink. And just remember, some fantasies are just that, fantasies. All fantasies are not to be played out. Mm -hmm. Sure. And that's what we have to know. We think that I got a fantasy and then you get caught up in making it happen. And it's not realistic. Yeah. What do you say to like maybe men or women who say like, it's funny. I I don't want to like call him out, but I will as my brother. But he was saying, like, you know, his girlfriend and him have been together for five years, like, super in love. And he's like, I would never choke her in bed because that's, like, that's my sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, like, not that she's asking for that, but, like, he was just like, there's no way I would ever do that. So do you find that sometimes these couples go, well, that's the mother of my children. We're not going to do this, like, kinky thing. Yeah, because- people, men have the, um, a lot of affairs happen during and after pregnancy because some men had a Madonna complex. And once they see the baby come out, that's like a shrine. Interesting. They don't want to touch it. And far as that, it's communicating again. And just the simple thing is asking, babe, this one we got to remember, we have to make sure it's trust mm-hmm. in a relationship, how that looks like for you, because trust is really being okay with the unknown. Yeah. Right. And we have to make sure it's honesty. And it's not, I don't I'm like brutally, honestly. Honest to me is, Telling me something that will benefit the relationship. Mm. Okay. We have trust and honesty. And the big one is safety. Yeah. You know, I would say you've been together five years, but why don't you even feel safe saying, babe, what do you think about kink? What happened if I put my hands around your neck? Mm-hmm. Let's try it outside. You know, just something like that and yeah. playful and do it. We don't have to be so serious. Why so serious? And if you ask them and they say, you know, if you put it presented in a way and they feel like they don't want to talk about it, you know, back off. Yep. You know, back off, but had a conversation, at yep. least start it. I think that it can, I, just thinking about my earlier experiences pre marriage, is 
maybe hearing something like that, like if a guy mentioned something kinky, I'd be like, oh, gross or, Mm -hmm. and shut them down. And that might make them just never bring it up again. And Mm -hmm. I never had longer relationships with them, but I could see maybe in a marriage, if the one time they kind of tiptoe and they're like, just feel brave enough to mention it. And a woman shuts them down or vice versa. The woman feels just brave enough to like mention it. And then they're like, what's your problem? Suddenly you might just be shut down for good. And you just, you're like, I can't touch that again. Anal sex. Yeah. 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 There's a good one. Anal sex is a therapy session. Let's go in on this. Let's talk about Anal it. sex. I mean, just the uh, myths, the um, concerns, and the unspoken and uh, intrigued. And I saw it, double penetration. It just all this going on. And they don't talk about it. And then I just had a couple, and he just accidentally put it down there and it traumatized her yeah Mm. it traumatized her and she separated herself and said she felt betrayed Mm. I I can't I wouldn't never believe that he would do that to me Mm. and I was like do what and she was like the cool thing about it she was okay with it Mm -hmm. but she didn't she wanted to talk about it first and she knew her body yeah and we know you have to be more fully aroused she said he didn't have lube yeah you know and then we have to be okay if you're gonna go you can't go front back back front you Mm -hmm. know you have to be Mm -hmm. it was a discussion she felt more betrayed Mm -hmm. like that so she had to step back you know because she shut it down right then and they had to go outside put the robes on and go outside and talk about it you know, what did that mean to her? Because yeah. she knew, because she's coming to therapy, like she said, I, I wanted to talk about it because I didn't want to be resentful. Yeah. Gosh, why do you feel like, is it just, does it come back to the sex education stuff? Why everything feels so much more heightened and sensitive about like, like Danny was mentioning about bringing up something and the other person, like if I bring up to Danny, like, oh, let's like go on a trip somewhere. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to that place. Like, I just probably laugh and like, or whatever, you know, even in your relationship, we don't take things that seriously in other areas of our life. But if Mm -hmm. someone brings up something sexually, it feels so heightened in because some capacity this is, you had to remember all the pro- shit we project on our partner this is our everything this is our friend mm-hmm. this is our lover mm-hmm. this is our protector mm-hmm. how dare you tell me no right we project all this stuff onto them so again we felt betrayed when they don't want to do it and it's coming hurt and it goes in i don't know how they were betrayed in their younger years Mm -hmm. because learning about affairs you learn about betrayal from your caregivers and your parents that's your first betrayal first betrayal come from Mm -hmm. uh parents um mom said she was going to do this didn't dad say he was going to come get me didn't they promised me a bike that's betrayal by love Mm -hmm. right watching um growing up and seeing your uh uncle not with auntie Yep. You know, the hush hush, yep. somebody you know not supposed to be there. Or when you're younger, daddy take you to get ice cream, but y'all over, who is he talking to? That's not mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you see all that. Then you, depending on how you raise, you know, you see mom cry. Mm-hmm. You see mom go through stuff. And then so you either say, I'm going to be like mom. Or I'm never going to do that. Yeah. So remember before, like I teach people is how you going to deal with betrayal? Because I always get, should I stay or should I go? Yeah. You know that you go based on what your um, fundamentals are way before that. You already know, but you just need some more proof to do it. Mm. 
Interesting. Do you see a lot of couples stay together? So Danny and I, neither one of us stayed with our exes. And like, is there certain criteria that you're like, okay, if we see these things, these people are going to do well if they stay together. Or like, if you see these red flags, it's like these people got to break up. Yes. Some of them are um, how the relationship was before. Was it ever good? Mm-hmm. Some relationships were never good. Yep. They were just good day, bad day, but it was never consistent. They never communicated. They never had good sex, mm. you know, but the vows made. Obligation, mm-hmm. yep. you know, then you find the ones who wasn't a habitual affair, um, might have been an emotional affair. Those are so big now. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, I said, I tell my couples, always make your partner feel wanted, needed, and desired. Mm. You know, I always give the example of going to the grocery store. When you go to the grocery store hungry, what do you eat? You want everything, uh, right? Yeah, everything yeah. goes in that cart, right? But when you go and you had you full, you can be more selective. Feed your partner before they go home. I Like with my fiance, and I'm not saying this, and I'm not, and that's one thing about it. Cheating is a choice. Yeah. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. If he choose to cheat, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But on my end, I make sure that when he leave the house, he's fully fed. He know he's sexy. Mm-hmm. His dick is well sucked. <laughs> he sex. His sex, you know, like that. Uh, intimacy, I support his vision. I support his goals. Yep. So he don't need anybody and be like, great job. Because he hear that shit all the time. Yeah. He hear it. He's not easily flattered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my doing. If he chose to go still beyond that, if something happened, I'd be like, it ain't on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not on me. And I say, damn, what what is it? What did you want? And I had that conversation about. And it depends on what it is because I'm different from a lot of people. Sex, even sex is sex to me. You know, if he was like having a full-fledged affair and they have a house and kids and he taking care of the whole house, but not my money now. Yep. Don't give him my money. <laughs> she can take that so sperm. True. Don't give him my money. <laughs> <Take the sperm. laughs> don't give him my money. It's so personal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love don't, it. Yeah, don't take my money. <laughs> but that's just me, and I'm not for everybody. But one thing is, the reason why I work with infidelity, because I was habitually betrayed. Mm-hmm. And I decided to stay. And nobody taught me how to thrive. I was just taught how to survive. Mm. And so the betrayal continued. And just with my peers and everything, nobody be like, girl, this just happened. A man going to be a man or something like that. It was never the gum. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. hear that long as he don't bring it home. Mm-hmm. Keep your hoes in the street. That when you think about it, isn't that consent? Mm-hmm. that's consent yeah. and I know I don't know how people yeah. grew up but just look, yeah. listen to some of the messages that you yeah. heard yeah. or if your mother said one time that's all I need I'm gone yep. and you hear that uh, we know that threats or ultimatums does not stop infidelity it just goes super underground Yeah, mm. you better not do that yeah. I'm gonna kill you they still do that shit Right. so true so true it really is it's um it's really interesting because I grew up in more of the household of like it, religious so that's like that's not okay and I think that what you said at the beginning the assumptions what'd you say assumptions judgments and resentment yeah. will tear you apart more than a third party mm-hmm. that is just like that just made my head just like because it there's a lot of things about the assumptions. Right when you get married, I real I remember my first year of marriage. There were so many assumptions I didn't even realize I had. Like my dad always fixed everything. Mm-hmm. He knew how to fix the car. He knew how to like 
do the inside house stuff. And we had the ceiling fan that I expected my husband to be able to put up and it sat on the floor forever because he didn't know how to do that stuff. He's like, well, hire someone. I'm like, can't you just do it? And finally, my dad came over and put the ceiling (laughs) fan up. And there was this assumption that because he's a man, he could do all that. But on the other side, I don't cook. Jill doesn't cook. There was this assumption that I maybe would be cooking because I'm the, the wife. And so I think there are so many assumptions. We go into marriage with like, okay, we're getting married. So it's monogamous. We have assumptions about what the roles are Very and there's so. not a lot of conversations. Right. And so then it turns into like, okay, I think he's weak or I think he can't do this because he's not hanging. You a feel betrayed. Fan. Yep. And then all of a sudden I have resentments and I'm like, he can't even do what he's supposed Meanwhile, to be doing. Meanwhile, you've never had a conversation yeah. about like, can you even fix shit? You know? <laughs> I mean, this stuff is, like I said, that's why I believe in premarital counseling because we need to invest more into the marriage before the wedding. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so many people, I, I, I'm just tired of pulling teeth to get people to come in. So the I'm like, marriage saying, okay, before the I wedding. see you um, sooner or later. Dang. Because I have a, a couple who stopped because they didn't like this how the session was going the first session and they thought it would be more i'm like damn it was just intake mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you, you want from intake but they wanted yeah. me to solve everything in an hour and a half yeah, yeah. and i was unrealistic and you know they come in for premarital counseling and the wedding is like two months away right yeah Right. No. But when you say even before when you get engaged, I got my ring, sign up for premarital counseling. Yeah. I think maybe the issue is, you know, you think you go to counseling if there's a problem. Mm-mm. And so if you're going to premarital counseling, are you expecting to have a problem? Are you, you know, maybe people think like, oh, you're not even married and you're already going to counseling. Why they put it, it depends on me because they say it at church. Sure. You know, if you religion, some churches and to get married there, some pastors, now you know how sometimes now yeah. you can get married at different churches, you have to go through their program. Sure. You know, yep. so they stop it like that. So if you're not getting married in a church, you get away with it. But some religious facilities, be, I don't care if you're not a member, you have to go through this six-week program or something. Mm-hmm. And then because I'm non-denominational, I put a different spin on it. But then, like you said, people just don't take it seriously and think, and they, I love this. We talk, we talk. I said, but y'all not talking about shit. You know, yeah. you're not mm-hmm. talking about super. You're just talking about superficial mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And how you know that is because when you don't even feel fulfilled and fed after mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. I love aware before you share. Because it's mm-hmm. like you do have to have a level of awareness with yourself to be able to have the conversation. One thing you said earlier that I want to double back on is that you kind of just said in passing that emotional affairs are rising. And Danny and I in the last few years have been dating a lot and we've come across a lot of men either in long-term relationships or even married who are like, to talk to us and we're not in any sort of relationship with them, but just befriend them. And they're going like, I could never talk to my wife how I talk to you. Yeah. And, you know, we're not acting on that stuff, but like that, we have, you know, friends who are entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So like, why do you think that those are on the rise? Unspoken needs, split self affairs. Which is what? I am the man. Mm -hmm. I can fix things. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I provide for you. But on the other hand, I'm kinky as fuck. (laughs) I want to choke. I want to be pegged. I want to do this and then that. And I don't want to do that with you. Mm. I I respect you enough for that. I respect because sometimes it's not all the time respect. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not. I know you're not going. Yeah. You know, and remember emotional (laughs) fair. And I get a uh, example as work. Emotional fair start off as 
work talking about work Mm. then you can't wait to get to work Mm. then you are going on these business trips whatever and we can insert anything but it's when the boundaries cross where you stop talking about work start talking about your kids Mm. and start talking about your relationship oh let me call my husband oh he never lets me go your husband my wife boop Mm. there it is because see we met right there so that's how you have to know your boundaries and when you go outside and that's why I asked my couple's like who do you confide in because I used to be upset because I was like unmarried and my single my, my married friend stopped hanging with me but now I know because even though I was a lame I won't like that but some single friends is on a whole different mission and you need to surround yourself even then I'm not even gonna say that but even then surround yourself with people that respect you yep. respect your choice and respect your relationship yeah you know yes. talk to them yep Talk to them because, you know, we do got that girlfriend. Well, girl, you know, you sneaking on the phone at night, be like, pick me up at the corner. And then, you know, she'd be like, okay, beep, beep, ready. And then you got that one to be like, no, you need to stay in the house. We come over, I'm going to take you to the mall. I'm going to buy you a shirt. I'm going to take you back at home. Mm -hmm. You know, you decide what friends you want, but that's what we want because Mm -hmm. it's the monogamy myth is that society doesn't approve of affairs which is a myth society upholds affairs mm. now a mistress can get a purse deal a book deal a tv show mm, so um, affairs are romanticized and glamorized mm. you know they had a show it didn't go far but channel 12 or the main show the mistress mistresses i think it was called mm-hmm. it was on primetime tv yeah you know so you see this in the glamour in it Yep. And everything. So then you'd be like, well, why not? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Right. So then you had that old whole group of women who just thrive. Y'all didn't, but it's a whole group of women who thrive on that. Yeah, I'm actually, it's fine. I think we're in the minority, but if a, a dude is married and he's hitting on me, I'm so just turned off. I'm so turned off. But I think there's a good amount of women who. Because they flattered. And, well, and they also go, this is a man who can commit. And I'm like, he's obviously not though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tell themselves because sometimes I ran into mistresses and they tell themselves, oh, I like this relationship. I'm in control. Mm. You know, he gives me what I want and go home. Mm. He do like that. But that's all coping skills that they sell themselves. Because some of them, some women are like that, Uh but some of them aren't. It's just a coping skill because of um, betrayal and trauma that they say, I'm never going to be A again. I'm going to be B. Mm. I see that they treat C better. So I'm going to do C. I don't want to be A or B. You know, I'm going to do that because C get more respect because I remember in my relationship, everything, time, cheating, everything. So C seemed like better because wives get no love. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like that hurt people, hurt people thing mm-hmm. where you're like, I was there. So now I'm going to be on the other side. That's really actually it's so fascinating. And back to Jill's point too, about the emotional affair and guys reaching out. So when you said the, what'd you call it? A split? Split self-affair. Yeah. It could be the split self-affair. We have different entitlement affair. No, um, that's huge. We have, right? They feel um, like they are the, owed it. Yep. Narcissist or, affair. Mm-hmm. We have the one night stand. Yep. The avoidance affair. It's a lot of different types of affairs. So everybody, when people come in, I can't really pinpoint. And when you say if a relationship can be saved or not, it depends especially on the affair type and the mindset. Uh, a lot has to do with the apology, too. Yeah, A lot has to do with the apology. You know, how the apology, is it sincere? And is it a pattern? Do you always say this? Mm -hmm. So I instructed when they go through that, because I don't tell anybody, should they stay or should they go? I said, look at the patterns. Yep. So before we go, this has been just so good. And you've 
like so many just like little sound bites. I want to pull out like these nuggets and quotes from you. But just for in general, we have, I'd say mostly women on the podcast mm-hmm. and married, not married, but let's just go back like to the sex education thing. What are the main things you tell women about pleasure, taking care yeah. of yourself yeah. first? Because we kind of mentioned how some women maybe have never had orgasms. I've met some men where they were like, yeah, I was with my ex-wife and she never had an orgasm or I dated somebody and like sex was really hard. So how can we as women like actually like sex, enjoy sex, like take care of ourselves. Like, where do you start with that? If somebody's just like, I maybe got I these. I would tell them to um, get naked, get naked. I don't have my wig on, but I say eyelashes off, wig off, fan in room, that ugly cry, sit in your own shit and simmer in it. Wow. Face your own self, look in the mirror, talk about trauma, look at yourself and sit with yourself because you're not alone, you're with yourself. And if you don't want to be with yourself, nobody else will. You know, I say that about uh, sex, too. If you want to have mm-hmm. sex with yourself, nobody else will. But right. um, you, have to, you have to be aware to mm-hmm. share. Yeah. You have to be aware of sex education, everything. The Internet is so awesome. We have so many books on orgasm and women empowerment and everything and knowing your body. Going to the doctor and asking them to point out different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a good doctor and or just saying, you know, I don't experience orgasm. Going to get a medical checkup. Yeah. Because a lot of things we didn't even touch on that shit is a lot of us are dealing with stuff that we have no control on because we have stuff going. We on. Uh, psychotropic drugs yep, we yep. on diabetes medicine we have we haven't been to the dentist and our gums are inflamed all this shit happens wow. all this stuff premenopausal what's the other anything going in with your reproductive system yep. you know we have all this stuff and we don't know it's broken till it's broke just understanding your health health mm-hmm. is wealth mm-hmm. um just knowing that looking at your past and see if any traumas yeah how did you learn about love how did you learn about sex what does sex mean to you yep yeah. What do you want? And then just knowing your body, get in that mirror. I said, have a date night with yourself. Mm-hmm. Shower, take a bath, shave, do every day. Put that mirror down there. Reintroduce mm-hmm. yourself to her, right? <laughs> yep, yep. This uh, You depend on her because we know when it's not working, right? Yep. Say how you doing. Pull it back and label everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then if you feel like it, if you want, and I'm not saying um, masturbation is not for everybody. I just say know your damn body. Yeah. You don't have to bring yourself to orgasm uh-huh. I'm just saying being aware of what the shit is yeah right yeah be aware that that is your vulva and the whole is your vagina yeah see where your perineum is and even if you want to just tap it and see the sensation yeah you know and I just like be aware of that and if you don't like to do that get you a partner mm-hmm. men would love to play doctor with you <laughs> I love it. Men would love to. They'd be so interested. Okay, okay. Want me to turn on the light? Yeah. I mean, and if you do that, be like, babe, I want to um, do. You want me to get the mirror? They'd be so excited. <laughs> Don't yeah. make everything so. We are so full of drama. Yeah. Don't make it say drama. Make a fun game at it, babe. Let's play doctor. Dress him up. Show that man some love and attention, and he will yeah. help you. Yeah. Right? Oh, He'll hold the mirror, and he would and have a book. And say, point out the thing. And he'd be like, do you like that? We call that love mapping. That we mm-hmm. just lay naked. And because we reintroduce Because one thing, desire change. Uh-huh. Pleasure change. Just like love. You know, how you mm-hmm. enjoy sex when you were 16 is not mm-hmm. how you enjoy sex now. Totally. Right? So true. But how would you know unless you find out? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
What do you say to, because we know several couples like this who have never had like the best sex life that has never been their strong suit. And they just go, well, you know what? I think we're just fine. Like we're good with like maybe not ha- making it an important part of our relationship or we've been together for so long. Like we just, we just both decided it's not really, does that, is that like a ticking time bomb or is that If like, it's resentment and nobody's talking, it's an assumption that your partner agrees. Yeah. If your partner, if you just assume and that's what it is in the discussion and everything, and that's that check-in. Baby, how about our sex life? It's good. You good. I'm good. Do you want to try something else? Nope. Everybody not into the fancy stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we might be assumed. Like, my partner doesn't like strip clubs, but my other partner did. Uh-huh. So I'm like, you like them hoes, don't you? be like, no. You know, but I went in and I projected that on yep. him. Mm-hmm. And I treated him like that. And that comes all with me unhealed betrayal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I was unhealed, so I took his shit and made him pay for it, yeah, right? And yeah. he didn't understand where, where it was all coming from. It came to face-to-face where I had to really sit down and be like, you know, I'm working through it. I may get triggered. And when I'm triggered, I need you to support me like this. Yeah, Just that. Just tell yeah. them what you need. Yeah. We think we're mind readers. They need to know. Anybody, women, men, they need to know what you need. Yeah. And how to support you. I think it takes you. a lot of courage to ask for that too. I think uh, I had like a, a more intimate conversation a few couple months back with somebody that I wanted to have more of a relationship with. And Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to drink about four or five drinks before I could say it. (laughs) So maybe, maybe you got to drink a little bit to have those conversations. I don't know. You probably do. Then you got to be aware that pleasure is my birthright. Yeah. If I can suck a dick, I can talk. Mm. You can use your mouth for somewhere else. Don't stop putting your mouth (laughs) on everybody else. Use your mouth to talk. And I say, how can you suck, swallow, do all this, but you can't even talk to this person? You know, because it's easy because we never talk like that. Advocate for yourself. And so when you don't, don't be fucked up when it don't happen. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You create you and you create those things and you create that pattern. If you never ask for it, don't be mad because you don't get it. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to talk and the first thing you do go down, he's going to like, well, shit, let's go down there. Yep, yep. Right? Dang. If you don't talk about yeah. it, and you should never fear fear or shame by talking to somebody that you are willing to give them your all. Yep. Your all, your energy, your sex, your sexual energy, everything like that. If you want, I don't slut shame, if you want to take it another level. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. If you don't want to have this conversation and it's a, a fair exchange, mutual agreement, I'm all for it because I don't slut shame because I think we super grown. And I yeah. think that just because we have um, various partners or different non-monogamous relationships, mm-hmm. I'm all for that as long as it's consensual. Yep. yep. And both all parties know. All parties, are yes. In everybody the loop. knows. Everybody's in the loop. Everybody's. Have included. you seen an uptick in non-monogamous relationships? Like, so we live in Los Angeles, where people are constantly experimenting with like different types of relationships. What have you seen an uptick in people like wanting open relationships, polyamory, like or not really? And, and does that even work? Not, not, uh, not really. I have some infidels come in and feel like. They can't live their fair partner, so we might as well open up. I'm like, you have to understand that community. That communicate that commi- community communicates over, a yes. month, and it's a commitment and it's a, a contract. Uh-huh. And like, I like that meme that's on Instagram and Facebook. That one, you think 
an open relationship like this, but uh-huh. it's really like this. How you doing? You okay? How can I support you like that? Because yep. people think it's all sex and it's so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much more. So, I, and I always tell my partner how even threesomes. Yep. You know, um, I, women are so, they be so fair. Well, I'm just going to invite somebody in. i be like, how you invite somebody in? One, you can't talk to him. Two, he not pleasing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to have somebody else in the bed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they do come in and it's just a discussion. And because... I create a safe environment. Um, I open the discussion and just really um, not shun them because I don't want them to stop because when you look a certain way and I'm really more relaxed, even in my practice, I saw say all kinks and sexuality is welcome uh-huh. because I don't want to do that bitch or uh-uh yeah. face because they stopped talking of course. and yeah. I want them to be able to talk. And they will say, I say, let's investigate that. Uh-huh. What do you like about that? What's appealing to that? Yeah. Let's do some research. So good. So, so much stuff. Uh, how can people find you? Can anybody work with you or do they have to live local? So I am local in Arizona. Um, on, and that's why I do therapy, but online I do infidelity coaching and sex coaching and relationship coaching across the border. So I can work with everybody. That's why I became a coach. Because yeah. I figured out once my social media was started doing, I had so many people sliding my DM yeah. and I said, I want to be able to help them. Yeah. So I became a coach and a consultant to assist them. And if they need more one-on-one, just forming that relationship with other therapists that, hey, uh, maybe online doesn't work for you, here go a source for face-to-face. Because first, all relationships can't be saved, and everybody can't do online therapy. Wow. That's so true. Yeah, very true. So you are found on, it's Noir Sex. Noir Sex Therapist, N-O-I-R, no E in sex therapist. And if you're dealing with affairs, I have another page dedicated to affairs is Affair Aftercare. Oh. And um, that that has its own website that has everything because I only talk about affairs. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm looking. I'm just followed it right now. Lots of cool stuff. We, yeah. Our audience will love that stuff and yep. any kind of tools. So make sure you guys are linked up. And if you want more, obviously, you know, you can reach out over DM. Sounds like maybe it's the best way or, or the website. This was so enlightened. I feel like we need to do part two. Yeah. <laughs> can we come yeah. back to Scott? Can we get back to Gilbert? Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> and you know what, too? Your um, Instagram page has a lot of great tips and things you share here, too, with just about intimacy. And there are different photos. And I really love what you share because it's just, there's some really good stuff. And especially like women, I think, too, these conversations really need to be had more they often. They need to be had. Hey, yeah. I want to get you. And that's why I'm a sex therapist. And I tell them my noir sex therapist is so mixed up with everything because I tell people aware is chapter one. Yeah. Pleasure is chapter two. But mm-hmm. we can combine it. But first, we have to know what pleasure means to you. Mm-hmm. And we got to reconnect you back to your body. Yeah. I can say pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. But you don't understand that because you disconnected from your body. So before mm-hmm. I teach that, yeah. I have to have them connect back to their body. Dang. I love so that, good. which is a practice in and of itself. Like even when you were like, look in the mirror naked, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even that, right? Cause, but it's, it's a practice. I hope it gets easier. I feel like probably some people have never looked at their vagina. Yeah. So, um, and so you think about it when you want your partner to go down and yeah. um, get mad because they don't. I'm like, you don't even want to look at it. Why right. You <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes so um, much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love yourself. And that energy would bridge out. Treat yourself good and that sets an example how other people should treat you Mm, so good i love that well you guys um renell thank you so much for coming out here and meeting us and talking about this and our people can find you on ig and go to her website and we're gonna have to talk do like some deeper sex talk next time yeah we really are (laughs) this is amazing 
Good. Okay, we're going to do it. So I'm good. excited. Thank we you so much for being you. here and for Thank just being you. so generous with your expertise and your experience. So That's we learned a lot. That's my mission. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for having me.